welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David, yes. how you doing? I'm all spookied out. Yeah. It's uh, Halloween's over uh, by the time you're hearing this. Over and done with. Um, I'm sure it was a great one. Uh, and now we're on to Thanksgiving. All the Thanksgiving decorations. Yeah. Thanksgiving candies at the store. I'm wearing my pilgrim hat right now. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have any Thanksgiving stuff. Um, yeah, I don't either. Because, yeah, it does go straight from Halloween to Christmas. It is weird to think, yeah, by the time people are hearing this, there's lots of Christmas stuff at Rite Aid or whatever. Yeah, I was driving, where was I? I was driving down by down by the airport uh, yesterday, and it was late at night, and I saw somebody, uh, I saw like a team putting uh, Christmas lights around like the palm trees uh, in... Uh, wherever that is, El Segundo or something. Yeah, there's, um, I work in Beverly Hills. It's already, they're already going it's, up. It's already, okay, uh, yeah. They're not lit, lit up at night, but they already have some sure. of the, like, they have the dangling icicle like lights mm-hmm. hanging over, uh, like, Beverly Drive or Wilshire Boulevard or whatever. I'll say this. Here's what excites me right now, and it's no small thing. There's, thankfully, putting aside the, the fires, which is, of course, uh, awful, um, there has been a change in weather that is so wonderful. It puts me in a great mood to like leave my class at the end of the, at, you know, cause I go in at like three thirty or four and then I'm done by seven thirty. And when I walk out, it's nighttime and it's, it feel, it actually feels like autumn. Yeah. It feels chilly. It's, nice. it's crisp. Yeah. Uh, it feels like, and it's been windy and there actually are a lot of like dead leaves blowing around. So only in the last few days, I'm like, Oh, it's like Halloween. Fall has fallen. Yeah, for, I'm sure it'll g- jump back up to 90 next week, but still, yeah, yeah. very exciting. Um, yeah, speaking of it being 90 degrees, now you've mentioned that you drive uh, for a uh, participate in a rideshare concern. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, I don't want to name ca- it. Occasionally, yes, <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. name it. It's Lyft. I, I, okay. I, they've treated me very well as an employee, so I'm perfectly fine. Um, um, well, here's what I'll say. And I know I already told you this off mic the other day. Uh, if it's like 95 degrees, go ahead and use the AC. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a lift the other day that was stuck in traffic because of the fire. Yeah. So it's not like we were moving and getting like this great like yeah. breeze. We're sitting in traffic. It's 90 plus, And this guy's got the windows down. I was. But and yeah, I, I'm never going to be the kind of person who's who tells the lift driver, can you roll? Can you turn on the AC? I would. Yeah. I'm never going to be that guy. I I will take it. I'm very much in favor of climate control, seeing as how uh, you can't really control the climate that much in life. Uh, so windows are always up, AC always going. Yeah. Um, even if it's chilly uh, outside, um, I will try to you know moderate the AC, but yeah. the AC is always going. Yeah. You, yeah. You, I feel like yeah. If you're driving. The windows should never be down in the lift unless the passenger yes. puts them down. Yes. That is yeah. my philosophy as well. All right. Um, let's talk about... Here's what's on my mind before okay. we get into the topic today. What's your beef, David? It's not a beef. I just... Okay. Um, there's so many streaming services, right? Yes, there are. Um, you've got Disney Plus now. Has that launched? I think. No, I don't think for another... I think like in two or three weeks. Oh, okay. Um... Oh, Apple TV has launched, or Apple Plus has launched. Yeah, I and I, I didn't even know that was a thing that was happening. Oh. Only just like in the last few days, I've been driving around and I've seen TV shows, like I've seen billboards for TV shows, and then I'm like, oh, what's that on? 
And then there's an Apple symbol. I was like, I guess Apple has a thing now. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm not even a TV critic, but I guess they considered Apple considers me enough of a critic that I have access to their digital screener so i can nice. watch I, I i don't have a uh, uh but that that's how i learned that it launched is that i got the email from them that i can watch yeah. all of the morning show or for all mankind or elephant mm-hmm. queen or i'm trying to remember what all of their shows are um those are the big ones the morning show is the one that i've seen like a lot of billboards for um anyway so Blah, blah, blah. I haven't been thinking about, I hadn't been planning on signing up for Apple Plus. I think that's no. what it's called. I can't even remember. Sure. Hadn't been planning to sign up for Disney Plus. Definitely not. Um, I've become. Are you I, anti-Disney now? I, I'm becoming increasingly anti-Disney. I think because of, um, I think it was one thing to say. Oh, when they get access to all the Fox movies, they're going to put those in the vault like they do with their own uh, library. And now it's actually happening and it's really pissing me off. And it makes me feel like I understand that a movie studio can't always be thinking about cinema as art first. Right. But Disney seems to be actively antagonistic to the idea of cinema as art. And And I'm I'm really, I'm I'm done with them. And disrespectful to film history, in my opinion, Mm. because Fox has been around longer than Disney. Uh, Clearly, they must not have been doing super great for another uh, company to just buy them. And I'm glad that there, that there still exists a Fox, albeit one that is owned by Disney. But it's one of those things like, just because you just because you own their catalog, I'm sure from a business standpoint, it makes sense to put some stuff in the vault. But at the same time, like when you do that, you're being disrespectful to the history of Hollywood mm-hmm. and Disney is just as much a part of Hollywood as Fox was, but Fox has been around even longer and some, and has put out some really, uh, iconic yeah. films over the years. And so the idea of but shoving those away, if Disney wants to do it with its own catalog, uh, go ahead. I don't, I don't love that either. But, no, I don't love it. You know. I, I, cause I like old movies and, yeah. uh, but it's not even the iconic, like they've got the f- big franchises, like, like, you know, they've got alien, they've got the die yeah. hard m- movies or, or whatever. Um, but like, it's weird to think like, we're not like, there's like no chance that a rep theater is going to be showing the Oxbow incident anytime right. soon because that's an old Fox movie and, uh, Disney's not gonna, yeah. Disney is generally not, uh, licensed their stuff for repertory and yeah. is now not doing that for Fox titles. And that's a, a whole, it's a much bigger library, yeah. uh, not just because it's older, but because I think Disney has long been kind of tentpole focused and has had mm-hmm. less of an output, Per annum yeah. than Fox did, and so there's uh, there's a whole bunch of movies that are that are going to be harder and harder to see now. Yeah, because yeah, why uh, like why not put that stuff on Disney Plus? But I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, aside from uh, the branding of wanting to keep Disney Plus like a very specific type of family friendly, like well, Disney owns Hulu now, so why not just put, put it, it all Hulu. on Hulu? Yeah. Um, but the, so the one, so I hadn't planned on signing up for any of these new ones, but I found out that apparently I will be an HBO max subscriber because I am an HBO now subscriber. And basically all HBO now subscriptions are being automatically and no extra charge converted into HBO max. I don't know the difference. So, okay. There's a bunch of things. Okay. HBO has 
HB okay HBO Go. So for people who have cable subscriptions and have HBO, and then HBO Go is just the sort of uh, OTT over, over the top like uh, app that lets them um, access their stuff on other devices. Okay, I think that, that's I think that's what I have. That's so that's yeah, that's for people who already have HBO through their cable provider. Okay, HBO Now is for people like cord cutters. Not that I am not a cord cutter, but I but I uh, it's just easier. Um, uh, it's essentially the same thing as HBO Go, but it's for people who just want the HBO completely separate as its own. Mm-hmm. Again, OTT is the industry term term for a, a thing like a a Hulu or a whatever one of these a, a Roku channel. Essentially, is okay, like sure. uh, that's an OTT and over the top. Uh, I don't know um, why the why it's called over the top, but that's what uh, that's what they're called. And so then now you've got HBO Max, which okay. is different than it has all the HBO stuff. And then there's stuff that's specific to HBO max. It's not like they're, they're doing a reboot of gossip girl. Oh, all right. And that's not going to be on HBO. So if you just have HBO through your subscriber, you can't watch that. That's on HBO max. It's kind of like the CBS all access to CBS. You know what I mean? Okay. Got it. Um, so yeah, there's so there's, so some of the TV like announcements have been, have been interesting. Um, for for hbo but then also apparently i don't know what's happened i mean hopefully the criterion channel is staying where it is but also apparently hbo max is going to have a deal with criterion and with tcm so it's kind of because of their warner connection yeah it's kind it's not film struck but it's kind of getting some of that stuff that stuff back um so suddenly i'm like weirdly excited about being an hbo max (laughs) subscriber except the first my first question i'm sure but my problem with hbo as a tv series or, or a tv uh, station um not a station because it's a premium whatever it is right. anyway um it's not tv it's hbo uh, I, so i've heard um they haven't used that in like at least yeah. 15 years <laughs> yeah. at yeah. least 15 years um but part of my problem with them is when they show movies they always show them in full frame mm. um it, and and so my first thought was like you're not gonna be showing all these classic movies in like one seven eight right like they're gonna be original aspect ratio aren't they I'm sure they are but that yeah. was my first uh, my first thought so um, now you are you said you have HBO Go yes who's the cable provider through which you have HBO Go Xfinity okay so I don't think I think if you had HBO through AT and T or Directv that would also automatically be okay. uh, converted to an HBO Max subscription because okay. those are Warner. Those are like, I don't know, they're Warner related. The, you uh, would be the one to know. I, don't, I know. don't keep track of any of this stuff. But basically anyone who has HBO through AT&T or DirecTV or is an HBO Go or HBO Now subscriber automatically becomes an HBO Max subscriber uh anyway the whole point is that like i've been feeling very negative about all these streaming services and there's more coming there's like nbc has the peacock yeah uh and stuff like that um and i i I think it's stupid and the the bubble's gonna burst at at some point but uh at least i'll have some cool stuff to watch what in your opinion what would it look like for the bubble to burst in regards to the idea of uh, different streaming services um, I think a lot of them will just fold and okay. um, something will be, I don't know. I'm uh, right now I'm going to, cause I'm not this smart about that stuff, smart about this kind of stuff. But our friend, a uh, friend of the show, Emily Vanderwerf was tweeting about this a lot today. Mm, okay. um, 
uh, and she was saying that uh, HBO Max might actually be in a better position to survive the bubble bursting because through through like Warner and AT&T or whatever, they also have a telecom. They have they have access to their own band, like their own band, their own way oh, okay. of just, dist- dist- yeah, you yeah. know, whereas Netflix is dependent on other companies um, mm. for you to have the internet connection and stuff yeah. uh, through them. So Netflix and even Disney plus is the bubble bursts. That might be where their legs. Could, this is all what Emily was saying that where the legs get taken out from under them because they don't have that, dir- that, that the telecom, whereas, mm. whereas, uh, Warner HBO slash Warner slash AT&T does. And so maybe, yeah, maybe the peacock goes away. Or maybe that's a bad example. Cause they, I guess would also have a telecom maybe, but, uh, if Netflix goes away and HBO max, uh, is able to exist maybe then the next season of stranger things or whatever is on sure. uh because uh, that's already happening with hbo max i think um the show search party which has had two seasons it's a very good show yeah have you watched it no but you've you've said it's great and it sounded good to me it's a very good show and it's there's been a long break since its second season but um uh we learned that not only is the third season going to be moving from was that on tbs I believe uh, it was TBS or TNT. Um, I think it's TBS. Uh, TBS. It's yeah. going to be moving from TBS to HBO Max. Not only is the third season going to be on TV, HBO Max, but they've also pre-greenlit a season four. So there's oh, going to be two seasons on HBO Max. Um, another reason I'm excited to be an HBO Max uh, subscriber, yeah. apparently, because uh, Search Party is great. So anyway, it's all I bring this up because it's like a, uh, a weird feeling to be... Uh, positive to feel feeling positive about a subscription service but hbo max is one and then also criterion channel is one which i'm in a good mood about because they sent me a little uh uh metal card as a charter subscriber what is what does that mean i'm one of basically i signed up for criterion channel before it exists like was actually there like it was uh, the dates on the thing, it's like April 2018 okay. or so, or April 29. I can't remember when it was, but basically the day that they announced it, they said, you can go ahead and sign up now. You won't, you won't be able to watch it now, but right. you might like, I think I maybe got like a 10% discount for something. Okay. So I think because I'm one of the charter subscribers, I'm one of the people who signed up on day one for a criterion channel. I get a little metal, uh, I don't even know what it is. It's, it's uh, just a status symbol, man. Yeah, but Natalie and I have a little... Um, it's a really cute thing by, uh, on the wall by the door. It looks like a lock, mm-hmm. and it's for hanging your keys on. It's like yes. a wooden thing that's in the shape of a lock, and so I hung it from that. Sure, why not? Next to my little... Oh, oh, oh. Transition time to the topic. All <laughs> even right. though we have to do the ad. Yeah. But you know what it's hanging next to? What's that? Is my little uh, cross-stitch uh, Joker doll. Oh, indeed, yes. Yeah. There we go. So we're going to be talking about Joker a little bit today, or Tyler is. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but uh, first, I want to tell you about TweakedAudio.com. TweakedAudio.com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day of our lives. Um Today, well, not actually today, earlier this week, I was listening to the same thing the whole world is listening to, the new Kanye West album. Yeah, I was uh, curious. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think, because it's his quote-unquote quote Christian album. Boy, there's in my circles, there have been, there's been a lot of discussion about 
Kanye West uh, the last week or so. Um, and I know a lot of people that listen to the album. I've never been a big fan of his, so I haven't listened to it uh, because regardless of whether it affirms my beliefs or not, if I don't like the style, I don't like it, you know? Um, I actually don't think it's very good, the album, but I'm I'm curious to see what you thought of, because I I don't know, I don't know enough of like, is, Oh, is it about his theology? Yeah. Like, is this, is this like, like when Billy Corgan was a Christian for a while, it really felt like, I think he's made up, something most of it is in his head that he's made up a version of Christianity. Uh, uh, and that's kind of what I, that, what this could be, or he could be, I don't know. Um, it's, it's what's been interesting. Actually, there's been, it's not even so much a debate, but there's been responses. Uh, there, there's a, rather cynically, I would say there is a Christian attitude amongst some of let's wait and see. Like, let's see how sincere he is. Let's see if this is just a phase as it has been for a lot of musicians in the past. Bob Dylan went through a Christian phase. Billy Corgan went through a Christian phase. Like it's not uncommon. Yeah. And what's more is, yeah, there's another one that I can't remember now. There is, there are, there are other examples. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big one that I was thinking of that now I can't remember. Um, Oh, well there was Prince. Uh, oh, he became a Jehovah's witness, but right. Yeah. um, Yeah. Um, he's, he did the same thing. Like all his, all Prince's songs that were so like, vulgar and sexy he like yeah. wouldn't play anymore and now i don't know if you saw kanye west is talking about going back and re-recording his songs without cuss words in them <laughs> and this okay so there are also christians that have said hey if a friend of yours became a christian you wouldn't say let's wait and see you would say good for them so why are we saying that with this person and uh i get what they're saying and i probably agree but Anybody, celebrity, celebrity or otherwise, that throws themselves into it this fast and this hard, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, being a Christian, I believe that uh, if you actually do come to believe these things, it will have a, you realize like, oh, I've tapped into something that's very, very big uh, and genuinely life-changing, so you will have a big reaction. I've seen it happen, yeah. But, yeah, but I have, but I've also seen a lot of Christians burn out real fast hmm. uh, because in the same, there is a honeymoon phase, I would say. Uh, and then when you realize that the hope that you have might not necessarily translate out to all your day to day stuff working out and you sometimes feel kind of alone, uh, and you wonder where God is at any given time or whatever it is. Um, when the emotion fades and you just kind of have to stick with your brain and remind yourself of things like that can be a very, it can be a very sad moment. And I know a lot of people that became Christian were very passionate about it and they're not Christian anymore. Mm. Um, so for me, the wait and see, like the idea of, of, I want to go back and re record stuff without swear words. Okay. It's you do what you want. That's fine. But like that, it's just when you throw yourself that passionately into it like the passion fades and Mm. so what's left and so i'm really interested to see not what he's doing now but what he's doing in six months Mm. um and that sounds so cynical on my part it's and it's not about being suspicious it's about almost wanting to caution him and say like i get it you feel really good and that's marvelous i'm happy for you but read this and read this and read this. In fact, read the whole Bible. It doesn't always 
logistically work out super great for people. Um, <laughs> and so, and I, and I'm sure that sounds very cynical on my part, but to me, like if you are able to, if you can temper that passion with people are going to mock the idea of what I'm about to say, if you temper that with like intellectual curiosity about it, I think that is how you get a more of a lasting faith. And frankly, I think that's how you can get better art. Mm. Uh, but I've not listened to the album. It's not that great, but okay. it has a couple of good songs, uh, uh, on it. There's one where he references the book specific passages from the book of John. I don't know them, but, uh, well, if, uh, if it's no, John three sixteen, I've got good news John for 3, you. Okay. 3, 16, I know that one. Um, but uh, now I can't remember what uh, okay. what, what he uh, what he says. Anyway, uh, all that aside, it sounded great on my tweetardio.com earbuds. Uh, they're available at a low low price at tweetardio.com. But if you use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that low low price and no shipping charges. So please go to tweetardio.com and use the offer code pretension. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tyler? Yes? Let's get into it, shall we? All right. Now I feel bad. I feel like I'm a bad Christian. Like no, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not casting doubt I mean, it's on It's not my place to, to say, but I, I, like, I guess I like your fellow Christians who have the let's embrace it let's let's yeah i I like the benefit of the doubt approach i guess and i i think i do as well it's yeah it's less like as i said i'm not being i'm trying not to look at him like with a sidelong glance being like whatever let's see how this works out music man um it's not that it's more just if you if if he were a friend, I would say like, yeah. I'm so happy for you. I've got some books for you to read, you know? Well, it's funny in, on the album, he kind of, um, uh, I, I think predicted some of this cause there's a oh, part sure. where he talked about someone asking him, like, he's like, I'm going to make a, he's rapping about making the album that, that we were mm-hmm. listening to. And so, and he, and he says, well, uh, what have you been hearing from the Christians? And he says, they'll be the first ones to judge me, make me feel like nobody loves me. That's what the, that's what he says on the song. I'm not judging. I, no, I, no, no, you're again, not. Like but it sounds uh, like some sure, some of them sure. some of them are. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, saw that coming. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. Um, I mentioned the Joker. I have not seen Todd yes. Phillips' uh, Joker movie, but what I have seen is throngs of people flocking to a staircase in the Bronx yes. uh, to take pictures, like uh, it's the Leaning Tower of Pisa or whatever. And uh, The Onion posted a very amusing image oh, of uh, like a tour bus, uh, like bursting down those stairs. <laughs> um, and it was actually that that uh, that got me thinking about this. I was thinking about I'm like, just glad you're reading The Onion again. It was on Facebook. Uh, I laughed. Gotta, at I, know. I know. I got to get back into it. Um, Makes me sad. But. Uh, but, yeah, and so as I was looking at that and then I saw, you know, one one photo after another of people walking down those stairs or dancing down those stairs. But have you seen the photo of literally there's like tons of people at, well, like you can't even get a photo along oh, the stairs because no, there's a I bunch didn't. of people on the stairs. That's interesting. Um, so 
and I remember when I heard about it, I just thought like, okay, that's like, that's neat. It's, it's, I feel like it's rare for a, it's rare for a movie location to really blow up quite like that. Um, when Jen and I were in Scotland, mm-hmm. we went to Glenfinnan Viaduct, uh, which is this bridge that a train goes by, goes over, and it's essentially the Hogwarts Express. You know, that's oh, okay. the Hogwarts Express is based on this train, and they use that viaduct. And so, when we went to go get a photo, there are a ton of people there oh, at the same time. So, and it was it was enjoyable, and it was really fun. Um, but uh, so it just got me thinking about like, and I, I made a joke to myself, like, oh, not since the Exorcist stairs. Uh, has have there has there been a staircase um, that's uh, so high profile? And then, of course, I thought about the Odessa steps. And yeah, then, you're, gonna, you're gonna name all my right. Well, it's I, I'm using just the first few, <clears throat> and then I thought of Rocky, and then I thought, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> because I realized that a lot of movies were coming to mind. Yeah, that features. It, it seems so specific. Like I la- at first I thought of it as a joke topic, yeah. which is let's do movies which feature uh, iconic or at least memorable stairs or steps sequences. And then I realized very quickly, like, Oh no, this is not a joke. This yeah, is, there's a lot of, there them. are a lot of them. And I think it's just like cinematically it's a, it's a stage, it, you know, yeah. it, the, uh, it's a stage. It's a great metaphor going, yeah. whether you're going up or down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then the thing about like, uh, one of the ones that comes up a lot is the sound of music, uh, in the, in the garden. Like mm-hmm. you're literally, it's literally like you're performing on a stage, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, and from what I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen Joker, but there's a performance aspect, I guess, to, uh, he's dancing, right? I don't know. There, I don't know the context. Are, I don't know. Anything. There are aspects but, to the Joker that have, <laughs> Uh, improved in my mind since I saw it and other aspects that have not. Uh, but I remember in the time, in the moment, really liking those steps. Like he has to climb them. Like he, to get to his apartment, he has to go down up and down those steps. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when we see him trudging, you know, he's, he just left work or whatever it is. And we get uh, many uh, images of him like trudging up those stairs. And then at the end, okay. when he has finally decided to embrace being the Joker, he dances down the steps. So it's, okay. it's really, he's literally like, a, he's descending, like fully formed. I'm this new thing and I'm presenting myself. We've seen him slowly trudge up the stairs, okay. but then we see him tr- dance down the stairs. And that, that sequence is probably one of the better sequences of the film, especially in the context. And you realize what he's on his way to go do. And it's not nearly as, and the fact that he views that as, as liberating okay. is, uh, one of the better aspects of the film, in my opinion. Um, so I'm realizing, so immediately, and I didn't think about this and putting my list together, but hearing you list things off and then think about what's on my list. I think, there's a big distinction between so, cause so many of what we've named, mm-hmm. uh, the Joker movie, um, sound of music, Rocky. These are public steps. Yes. So many, but I also have so many that are not uh, so many on my list that are either like inside a business or often inside a home. Yes. Um, in fact, I'll say this when you, what do you think was the first movie I thought of when you mentioned the topic? 
because it wasn't rocky it should have been um i mean i the first one i thought of but probably because we recorded about it recently was uh the exorcist okay um, yeah and I then have. and then oddly enough like Potemkin was like the fifth thing I thought of. I thought of Home Alone. Uh, See, I, I, as, I, when as I was a researching, one. a lot of people mentioned Home Alone, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good one." I didn't think about Potemkin right away or Untouchables. I thought of Psycho. I do have and Psycho on here. That was an early specifically one too. Martin Balsam's Martin Balsam. death. Yes, uh, is literally the first place my mind uh, went because it's such a it's such an arch camera angle. Yeah, you know, it's not just looking down a staircase. It's it starts like so many times when you see that staircase because uh, you return to that staircase in, in psycho the camera isn't just at the top of the stairs it's at the top of the ceiling at the top of the stairs yes. looking all the way down um and then so when martin martin balsam falls in a kind of unnatural camera movement yeah um uh, yeah, he falls down the steps in a way that no one actually falls down steps right it's it, he, he like it's he like a, he's in a free the, fall almost but but like the sound that's happening during that moment it's like he's almost he he's he keeps almost getting his footing but just keeps falling backwards mm. it is it is definitely unnatural yeah. uh, which i think actually which works for me a it's little bit it's made it so memorable to me so yeah um yeah uh so <laughs> as i was you know i i mentioned the uh the symbolic quality of stairs um as an ascent, as a descent. Um, and so as I made a surprisingly long list of movies, uh, I was trying to sort of, um, sort of classify them as I, not necessarily as I go, but I found that like many of them fall into very specific categories, not necessarily, metaphorically although there's that as well but also there are movies that use steps comedically um you know uh whether it be somebody falling downstairs or somebody you know, like, or when austin powers pretends to walk down the stairs behind the couch i did think of those <laughs> yes uh like the the illusions there's one in uh, community as well um but no, uh, uh so well, before you I, get to your sure categories, to, I'm not sure how to get to, well, this. I like the idea of categories, but before okay. you get to your categories, I want to get back to the idea of like two broad categories, which is, sure. I said public, let's make, let's, let's, let's go in further and say outside versus inside. Sure. And I feel like outside a lot of it, I think it's literally external and internal mm-hmm. externally. A lot of what you're saying about the Joker is his, uh, him saying to the world, look at me. Yes. Or Rocky is saying to the world, like, uh, I, I can do yeah. this. Yeah. Whereas a lot of times when it's inside, you think of like vertigo. Yep. You know, um, think about, um, Harry Potter living under the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times the stairs inside a house represent the characters interior, interior, like their, their, their psychology. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then you, I mean, you admittedly, you get something like, the untouchables which it's inside technically but oh but it is in a public space it's a public space it's a large staircase i forgot that was inside yeah it's been so long since i've seen that movie you're fine (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of it has its moments it has a wonderful score really some some really solid performances um it has that part where kevin costner says he's in the car do you remember that yes (laughs) it's the best part of the movie well, if you think that's the best part of the movie, uh, then maybe it will be your favorite film ever if you watch it. Uh, yeah, that is a film like 
it's written by David Mamet, but it right. feels like him on autopilot. It's Brian De Palma is bringing a lot of style to it, but I feel like there's not an ounce of substance. Not, not that there necessarily needs to be, but uh, yeah, that is a movie that does not hold up for me really at all. Hmm. I didn't even like it that much that when I first saw it, but there are people that say that's like, it's like tombstone. There are yeah. people that adore Tombstone. Yeah, I don't get that one. And my answer is usually like, no, you adore Val Kilmer in Tombstone. <laughs> Everybody else is doing perfectly fine work, but the film itself is like, who, who cares? Like, it's I've I've tried to I've watched that movie like five times. Each time, Tombstone. Think, yeah, Oof. thinking like now is the time that I will understand what other people of my generation see. The answer is no. That is not going to happen. So I think I've come to the conclusion that I am correct uh, and that nobody else is. And that um, it's just a subpar movie with some really good performances. The thing with Untouchables is because I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies sure. as a kid. Um, but there was an Untouchables TV show based mm-hmm. on the movie. Do you remember that? Uh, maybe only lasted one season. Oh, I didn't know that. But I was allowed to watch that. Uh, and so I actually saw more of that. And then I finally saw Untouchables. Probably at a friend's house when my parents wouldn't, sure. wouldn't let me, but um, uh, thought it was cool at the time. And then, yeah, I think I, the last time I watched Untouchables, I felt that it wasn't uh, as good. But I don't remember very much of it, except for the he's in, he's in the car joke. It's very that, funny. That score, it's by uh, Ennio Morricone, I believe. Okay. Uh, that score is solid. It's, it's really good. Um, but anyway, uh, so looking at uh, the idea of, I guess first let's go with the idea of falling down the stairs. Okay. Um, this is mostly used comedically. Okay. But I would, I would count psycho as that as well. Okay. Um, but those stairs are used for so many purposes. Like it it really plays up how slowly he's going up the stairs. And then we have the stairs going up and down from the basement as well. Uh, the, the fruit cellar. Um, but as far as falling down the stairs, um, you have sorry uh i looked up the untouchables tv okay. series two seasons in 93 94 um who plays Elliot ness tom amandes mm, i don't know who that is the the, the name and i william forsyth played al capone oh i'm instantly show. more interested yeah he's he's one of those guys that like if i see that he's in something yeah i it's not a guarantee i'll watch it but i'll be much more interested like including what was it the crime what the crime doctor mob doctor i watched mob doctor oh did you i like yeah. um i like her what's her name um uh jordana spiro is it I the, don't remember. the actress i watched one episode of it in prepara- preparation of uh for a paul global show many years ago um okay so falling down the, the stairs doctor. you've got home alone you have a pretty iconic scene in Death Becomes Her. Do you remember Death Becomes Her? I've never Her? seen Death Becomes Her. It is a My wife was just talking about that we should do. She wants, because she loves to show me the movies of her childhood that she mm-hmm. loved. So I came to see things like uh, Big Business and Summer Rental, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. And uh, things like Troop Beverly Hills, which I really didn't. Yeah. Um, but she wants to do a double feature of Death Becomes Her and Hello Again with... Um, is that with Shelly uh, Long? Shelly Long. I always yeah. forget. It's like, it's not Winters. It's not Duvall. Not Duvall, no. It's the other Shelly. Yeah. Yes, it's a Shelly Long. Although Shelley I would Long. love a movie with all three of them. Yeah. Oh, I don't, know. I don't think that's possible anymore, but um, yeah. No. Um, but uh, apparently another supernatural uh, uh, comedy from, from the era. Oh, I did not know that. Because uh, Hello Again, I, the premise is that like she dies and her, but her sister's a witch and brings her back from the dead or something like that. That's what, oh, all right. that's what hello again means is she dies and oh. comes back from the dead. 
seems like kind of, kind of a casual uh, <laughs> greeting given the circumstances. Um, yeah, which actually does. Uh, so many things are reminding me of like topic possibilities. Like, so for the, our most recent uh, Patreon episode, we were talking about like the Adams family, mm-hmm. and you look at something like Death Becomes Her, and you're like, oh, that would not have been possible if not for a movie like Beetlejuice or right. Adam's family, like that, that kind of dark comedy, not that death becomes her looks that way, but it, there's a supernatural quality it's, to it. It's macabre. It's macabre. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a, so there are these two women played by Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, and they both have engaged in some kind of magical thing that makes them regenerate and also have these amazing bodies and they look really beautiful and all that, but they are, they are still kind of deteriorating and aging, uh, and so like, there's a, a scene where I think Meryl Streep, uh, falls down the stairs and officially dies in so far as like her head gets all like twisted around okay. and she's dead and she's at the bottom in this like comically crumpled heap and then slowly like, uh, works everything back out. Wow. Um, it's a neat sequence. And then it's at, Robert Zemeckis, right? Is that Zemeckis? Uh, I don't remember, but that sounds right to me, actually. Uh, certainly, tonally, it does. Um, and then at the end, like, she started to sort of deteriorate in such a way that, uh, yeah. and in fact, both of them, uh, they fall down that same staircase, and at the end, uh, when they get to the bottom, they just shatter. And their pieces are still alive, but all over the place, like a, like a vase. Um, it's a, it, there's some interesting stuff visually in that movie. Um, and that, yeah, it does sound macabre. Uh, and that staircase sequence uh and the fact that they come back to it i think is pretty pretty good um Um, well you know what you've reminded me of uh not comedic uh but um another deadly staircase is in die hard die hard has a lot of elevator stuff mm -hmm. but when he kills uh and i can't remember who his name is but the guy he writes ho 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 yeah carl's brother i can't remember uh, what his name is. I don't know. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I can't remember, but, uh, they're fighting all over the, that floor that's on construction. They burst into the staircase and then they roll them the stairs together and you hear you, it's a great bit of sound design. You hear the guy's neck, neck snap at the mm-hmm. bottom of the stairs. Um, uh, and that is something I think about a lot. If I'm like going downstairs and, and like the stairs are slick or if I lose my footing for a second, I think about, Carl's brother and his neck snapping. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the Coen Brothers uh, Lady Killers. The one Coen Brothers movie I've never seen. It has its moments. Um, and uh, But there's a scene where a character is about to kill the lady uh, and then is startled and fa- and falls down the stairs. And as he gets to the bottom, he smashes his head into the wall and he is dead. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's a staircase sequence in... Uh, parasite as well uh, along okay. those lines um but i also wanted to mention uh this is also not a comedy it's you've a seen all the stuff that, uh, that i'm trying not to be spoiled for joker oh sorry parasite you're trying not to be spoiled for joker i thought you didn't give a shit i'm gonna see it okay um i'm probably gonna see it but uh and for some reason i thought you had already seen parasite no i'm the one person that i know in the oh, world okay. who has not seen parasite sorry about somehow. that um uh, my wife and i like uh we were looking for movies to see when we were in Paris and, uh, and she was like, Oh, Parasite's playing. And I was like, Oh wait, it's not going to have, it's going to have French subtitles. We can't watch <laughs> yeah, Parasite. That's true. We have to watch English language movies. Um, so, uh, there's a situation, uh, in 
one of these is funny and one is not, but they both involve a person in a wheelchair falling down the stairs. One is Kiss of Death, the classic uh, Richard Widmark hmm. uh, noir, okay. where he pushes, I believe, an old woman. In, it's been a while, but uh, pushes an old woman in a wheelchair down the stairs. And that's then, not funny. And that is not funny. But the one that is funny, can I guess? Yeah. Is it The Naked Gun? You're correct, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, where I think it's Richard Griffiths, right, that is uh, going down the stairs? Or is it... No, it's O.J. Simpson. Is it O.J. Simpson? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because then... <laughs> Not only does he go down the stairs, yeah. it's the steps of the baseball stadium. Yeah. But he hits so he, the bottom. He hits, hits the wall at the bottom. He is launched onto the yeah. field. As if there is, some, for some reason, an ejector seat. Yeah. Um, so what I will say is that in a... It's funny that movie is like, it was funny initially to see O.J. Simpson keep getting hurt. Yeah. Now it's funny in another way where I'm like, yeah, get him. Yeah. Uh, Nordberg. And you know, he was... And, Look, yeah. obviously, I'm not. It's really too OJ bad he Simpson. killed those people. Yeah, it's a shame it was, because he had a, a surprisingly solid uh, comedic sensibility, um, especially as far as facial expressions. Um, so here's one that I thought was interesting, as far as uh, it's a play on falling down the stairs, but in this case, somebody falls up the stairs, so to speak, and it's Gremlins. Oh, Gremlins is on my list. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, um, and I can't remember the character's name, but the woman who uh, is it's is it Billy's boss at the at the bank? I don't think so. Is I it think the same woman? I thought it was like the like his landlady or something like that. I don't remember exactly. I it's been it's a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, uh, maybe it is his boss because he doesn't have a landlady. He lives. Okay. His, with his parents right of course okay so it must be that uh, and yeah. she uses one of those chairs to go up and down yeah the uh the stairs which we would also yeah. see in a wonderful seinfeld that's episode. the first thing i thought of too <laughs> you and i have all the same references yeah uh, um but uh <laughs> with that wonderful song my, my baby takes the morning train or oh, whatever that's it is right that's the song yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but i love that i mean that's a very joe dante type of thing is uh and it's so like the the character she we don't like her yeah certainly yeah but she like there aren't a lot of actual like casualties in gremlins there aren't that many people that are killed she's one of them yeah and the way in which she's killed is uh you know the look of horror on her face is very palpable and when it comes right down to it though an unpleasant character you're watching an old woman get killed yeah <laughs> um, and you're meant uh, to be kind of excited about it um you know, the movie also, I think, pretty heavily implies that Dick Miller and his wife are killed, but, then, does, they but then they show, they show up in the sequel, again. Yeah. Um, which no one's, com- no one's going to complain about Dick Miller showing up in a movie. Of course not. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I'm trying to think if there are any others uh, of somebody falling down the stairs. Um, then there are obviously a lot of uh, this is mostly a comedic beat, but there are a lot of movies featuring somebody climbing the stairs and being exhausted. Um, uh, there's a really wonderful smash cut in ghostbusters, uh, where everybody is cheering for them there. You know, there's this building and essentially the entire building is haunted at this point or, or possessed. And the ghostbusters have shown up and everyone's cheering and like the music is really triumphant and then smash cut, no music. And they're just slowly climbing the stairs and they're all just, ex- and they're like breathing heavy and, uh, hmm. 
And it's and it's funny because it's a reminder that like, yeah, they may be our heroes, but they are still like guys in their 40s who are out of shape and smoking and drinking beer and that kind of thing. It's a it's a fun. It's a movie I should probably revisit. There's a there's a lot of these movies that I think people my age revere Mm -hmm. that I loved as a kid and have not gone back to like I, and I told you until recently I hadn't seen the original Star Wars since I was in high right, school right it's been even longer since I haven't seen Empire or Jedi since I was probably in middle school oh wow um and Ghostbusters is one of those maybe in, maybe even younger you know, I might not have been 10 the last time I saw Ghostbusters I would like to do an episode uh where you you know you and I put together a list of like 10 movies that you watched when you were a kid and you haven't seen in probably 20 plus years and have you watch all of them and then come back and report and say if you if you like yeah, them that could or be if you don't like them that could on be on the site yeah yeah cuz i i thought about doing a similar thing which is revisiting movies that i hated sure uh when they came out that it had been at least 10 years since i've seen like fight club i've i've revisited fight club once since it came out yeah didn't like it again and probably haven't seen it in 15 years um i think i would probably i liked it when i first saw it and then liked it less and less i think if i were to revisit it now i would have an appreciation for craftsmanship and that kind of thing that i didn't put 10 15 years ago but the difference is that the difference between fight club and the other ones i'm going to name is that fight club i think a lot of the consensus around fight club has turned like people it's it's a lot le- it's a lot more common to find people who dislike fight club yeah. now than it was at the time yes whereas there are movies that i didn't like that everyone loves i never got almost famous sure i never got crouching tiger hidden dragon mm. but that one i guarantee is was on me i just i don't think i was in a headspace for martial arts film in, in general and wuxia in particular sure. at that age i i don't think i could uh, I, I I could handle it, and now that I like a lot of that stuff, yeah. I would probably actually love Crouching Tiger Hidden. That's Dragon. probably the same for me. Um, but uh, almost famous, yeah, I should probably revisit that one because um, people people really revere that movie, and I don't get it. There's a lot to like about that movie, I think, from a from a character standpoint. Um, but yeah, at the same time, that's one I, I have not seen in a while, and I think would probably hold up to revisiting um and i think i would probably like more of it now but uh here's why i think i don't like it okay because there's all that stuff between philip seymour hoffman and patrick fugit about being uncool Mm -hmm. and i've always been cool so i've never been able to relate to the movie i think is the problem uh, yeah, I think that's 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 the problem. Yeah, I think I think, I think that's what it is. I'm, I think you've pinpointed. it. I'm too cool. No need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> you've gotten what you can get out of it. Um, oh, okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, and I guess uh, as far as falling down the stairs, granted, this character has been shot at the top of the stairs and is falling down them. Uh, that is the French Connection. Um, oh, it's been a long time. It is. That one too. It's, watch. it's at the end of the long chase where he's chasing oh, the right. train. Okay, no, yeah. And then the guy gets off the train, not expecting to see this cop at the bottom of the stairs, uh, and then he turns to run. The cop, sh- uh, Gene Hackman, shoots him, and then he falls down the stairs. Um, um, well, that, that's a great scene. Thinking, now that I think speaking of getting shot on stairs, what about White Boy Bob in Out of Sight? <laughs> He oh, trips, kidding me? trips going up the stairs and accidentally shoots himself in the head and kills himself. Yes, uh, of course. <laughs> now I'm I kicking myself of it for until, not remembering that. But, until uh, just now. 
So yeah, as far um, as going up the st- like going up the stairs and being sort of exhausted, we have that in What About Bob because he's afraid to go in an elevator. Um, we have it in Kung Fu Panda, and it's actually I I like that moment as well where. Um, Again, the idea of playing up the heroism, and there's a moment where, uh, oh, he, uh, uh, Poe uh, po is the name of the character. Uh, Poe has arrived, and the camera like uh, does a whip pan to him, and he's cl- out of breath, and he's holding up his finger while he like crouches over, and he's like, <sighs> as if say like, just give me mm-hmm. one minute. Uh, and so yeah, the idea of, of stairs being. Uh, Comedic is something both up and down is something that uh, we see a fair amount. Well, here's another, here's another one, uh, a comedic moment. Okay, what about the beginning of Ace Ventura when Nature Calls? Uh, I the do s- have Ace Ventura with the Slinky. That's when Nature Calls. That's yeah, the second yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the sl- Slinky down the like ancient like <laughs> yeah. uh, ziggurat or whatever it is. Yeah, and then uh, it gets like to the second to last one and doesn't where it doesn't uh, make it all the way down and he's upset. And then the guy, the, the guy insists that oh, the continue can, with the plot. Yeah. Can I do it? <laughs> and, yeah. and then he goes, fine, let's do everything you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, I didn't like when nature calls very much, but that's probably the, my favorite line in the movie. It's a, pr- it's a pretty good one. Is that also the same one where, uh, we, we see him driving the car and it's like really bouncy. And then the camera zooms out and you realize that the car, it's just a perfectly smooth ride, but he's bouncing around inside it. There's still some, there's some solid gags in that. That's a, that's a gag type movie. And just, just statistically that many gags, there are going to be a few that, that work. Yeah. That that, that is, that is a good one. I forgot about that. And I did. Yeah. That's definitely not in the first one. Cause I've seen, right. I've watched Ace Ventura, Rewatched the first one somewhat recently in the past few years. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really stupid and I love it. Yeah. That one, uh, although there's, I mean the, the Finkel, Finkel and Einhorn thing. I was thinking about that the other day. Has like that, well. that wouldn't age well. It has anymore. not aged well at all. Um, um, but, uh, I like Sean Young. I do too. I don't remember the last thing I saw her in. Well, you technically kind of saw a facsimile of her in sure. Blade Runner 2049. Sure. But yeah, what was the last thing? After that, she was in Sugar and Spice. Okay. Didn't do you remember that? It? Nope. But do you remember the movie? Sugar I know the Spice? movie. I didn't see it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I feel like I must have seen her in something uh, since Sugar and Spice, which was like 17 years ago at this point. Um, so while you work on that, um, I did want to. So I we talked about, uh, you know, falling down the stairs, but then there's also just like descending the stairs. I know um, what you've seen her in more recently. I didn't see this movie, what, but apparently it? she's in bone tomahawk. Oh yes, that's right. It's not, it's not a huge role, but yes, you're right. She wasn't that. Um, she has as big of a role as our friend Fred Melamed. So it's like one okay. scene. Oh, uh, she was in a movie called jug face that I saw that. I don't think you oh, saw. Okay. I didn't see it. Okay. That was 2013. I guess that was the last thing I saw her in. Well, I, she, it's not, like she hasn't worked. She has hella credits yeah and and good for her but I, she's someone that like can't you see somebody like a quentin tarantino having i would love a, a vehicle for her that would be really wonderful um i feel like yeah he's I, I, when it comes to the tarantino like casting the formerly cool yeah you know well he did like he had put don johnson in django unchained yeah not that don johnson's career is like 
faltered, I guess. Like he's, right. I guess there was a period there in like the two thousands. Well, no, cause he was, he was on, he was on Nash, Nash bridges. bridges so yeah, he's always that, been fine. I think it's safe um, to say that that didn't make him cool. Uh, right. But he's always worked, yeah, I yeah. guess. Um, and he's great in knives out, which is coming out this, uh, uh, coming out very soon. Um, and I've heard but, good things about him on uh, Watchmen, which I haven't watched. Oh, yet. right. I forgot about that. Um, but uh, I've told you the guy I've said it on this podcast multiple times. The guy I would love to get the Tarantino treatment, remind people how cool this guy was. Who's that? It's William Peterson. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But again, he's I mean, he had CSI. But that's a, this is what I'm saying about. It's not about his career faltering. It's about that Gus on CSI is not cool. He, like sure. his whole thing is he's a nerd and he has cool stuff. But I feel like if you only knew William Peterson from CSI yeah. and then you watched to live and die in L.A., you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, wow, this guy's cool. Or Manhunter is another one. Yeah, it's like watching the Look Who's Talking movies, and then you right. see Saturday Night Fever, and like, whoa, what, what, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, so I would like to, I'd like to make, make William Peterson cool again. <laughs> now that is a red hat I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, okay. Uh, we haven't added to the merch store in a while, but that would be a cool one. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. That's probably where that's, that's a lot of words, but I think I can make it work. Um, okay. So, uh, as far as again, going down stairs, uh, I will mention these are not stairs. It's an escalator. Uh, but rain man, uh, there's a oh, very sure. notable, and then it's parodied in the, the hangover, hangover as yeah. well. Um, but, uh, it is definitely treated like a reveal, um, and it is a reveal um, that Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, they've now bought matching suits so they can go and just completely uh, take the casino for all it's worth by counting cards. And they're coming down this escalator and it just it kind of forces you to see you you just look at the character of Raymond in, in a slightly different way now. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a nice moment as well. Well, we've touched on most most of mine. Um, except we didn't touch on, uh, the raid, which is a movie that uh, has a lot of stairs related, uh, things we didn't, um, mind. I did, I did mention Harry Potter, the, uh, American psycho has a staircase murder chainsaw. Oh boy. That's uh, true. Yeah. Thing. Um, talk about certain movies that we've talked about that I haven't seen in a long time. American psycho. I have always, it's never been more than a year or so since I've seen American psycho. That's a movie I watch a lot. Um, but uh, the last sort of subcategory I wanted to talk about, because okay. so much of what we've been talking about is the character's relationship to the stairs that they're on, sure. what they say about the character. But there are some times when the stairs are just themselves a thing of beauty or mm-hmm. representative of something. Um, I'm thinking this is a, sorry, f- forgive me, uh, you know, uh, nostalgia junkies, my age, but labyrinth is a very bad movie, but it has the, like, yeah, the, the MC the Escher, Escher type, yeah, yeah. Uh, stairs all over the place. Um, uh, Titanic. We do see Leonardo DiCaprio on the staircase in this sort of like memory yeah. thing, but I feel like the stair, the, the grand staircase on its own is it's, yeah. it's its own thing. It's, and, uh, which is, it reminds me of gone with the wind in that regard. Sure, and yeah. even uh, magnificent Ambersons along those lines, and then, uh, there's a, a nice, big staircase sequence in that as well. And then the one, uh, that, um, I'm guessing is somewhere on your list or you're going to kick yourself for not having thought of it. Mm. And that's, uh, Paul and Pressburger's a matter of life and death. Um, which otherwise has, known as stairway to heaven. That it was the yes. original American release title was yes. uh, stairway to heaven. I feel like that's been scrubbed. Like, cause even like yeah, home video wise, even American releases call it a matter of life and death. Yeah. As time has gone on, that is what is what 
in the same way that like everyone now knows Mr. Arkadin as that and not necessarily confidential, confidential report. report. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, but that's a, that's a literal stairway to heaven. Yeah. 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 Um, and along those lines, Jacob's ladder, uh, despite it being called Jacob's ladder, there is a staircase, uh, at the end that, uh, the main character and, oh, and right. his son are, are going up. Um, and, uh, it's meant to be sort of a stairway to heaven situation. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of that movie. I'm, there are things I adore about that movie and other things I do not. Um, I love Danny Aiello unsurprisingly. Um, and I appreciate a lot of, a lot of the visuals and that sort of thing, but it is a, it seems to lose focus or it gets way too focused and it, well, it, it winds up being like this, especially it has text at the end all about like oh, agent orange right. or whatever yeah. it is. And it's just like, you just got really specific. You were doing really well here. Why do you want yeah. me to, why do you want me to leave thinking about this? My main, not that I love the movie, but I think the big problem with it is what you're saying about it, losing focus or whatever is the fact that it is, let's say it's a two hour movie. It might actually be a little over two hours. And that's part of the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a horror movie only for the first hour. And yeah. then it becomes this sort of psychological drama yeah. afterwards. But apparently, there was horror stuff in the second, but the movie was running like two hours and 35 minutes or something. And so I think it was basically the studio saying this can't be this long. We need to focus on the narrative of the movie. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the horror related, the, you know, hit the demon hallucinations and all this yeah, stuff yeah. that is in the first half, it kind of got cut because it's not necessarily plot uh, uh, crucial. And I don't mind the plot and I don't mind the horror stuff. I would have liked to see more of the two of them together. I'd say it turns into more like almost a spiritual it, mystery after a certain point. It, if there was a fully assembled, you know, cut that was over two and a half hours or whatever, I'd watch it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a few other, uh, examples. Um, there's a sequence in the lavender hill mob where the characters, uh, have to run down they're at the top of the Eiffel Tower and they have to run all the way down to try to catch the elevator uh, and that's kind of amusing um, descending the stairs quickly there's a scene in Spirited Away uh, that is great where uh, uh, well I forget what it, Sen is what her name is like in the spirit world where she has to like very she like has to descend this very narrow staircase uh and she's going very slow and then one of the stairs breaks and so she just winds up running the whole way down and then eventually smacking into a brick wall and it's uh oh just delightful that reminds me of one that wasn't on my list but uh chris evans in scott pilgrim versus the world hey yeah that's a good one (laughs) he grinds the the rail all the way down the staircase and then almost makes it it is implied that he dies at the bottom oh absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) um so uh let's see lavender hill mouth um chris evans that was was like we all love chris evans now but that was like because i feel like we go through this with people like chris evans or channing tatum sure takes a certain movie for us to realize like oh they have more talent than just being sort of like handsome and amiable well because uh, i like we both like chris evans and cellular but it's not mm-hmm. like a there's not a lot of personality to that character you know what i mean like right, he's yeah, doing yeah. the right thing for the job but i feel like scott pilgrim was the first time we really saw personality from chris evans that he that, that he the fantastic four movies oh, are, I never saw are, are bad okay but he brings, he definitely brings the enthusiasm required for Johnny storm. Um, it's just, he's obnoxious and I don't necessarily blame him. I blame the writing. Okay. Um, 
but you definitely see... But he's see not supposed to be obnoxious. Is I don't think so. Okay. Because, um, again, to talk about Knives Out, he's great in Knives Out. And I have he's no doubt, yeah. an asshole, and he's supposed to be an asshole, and he's awesome at it. And I like him in Sunshine as well. Uh, that, certainly that, is, that certainly is not like a... Was that before Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, that was... Uh, hmm. Yes, that was 2007. Oh. Um, and oh. then Cellular was four? Yeah, and Cellular's yeah. good. Cellular is really good. Um, but, yeah, uh, but I think there is a type of heightened uh, performance in Scott Pilgrim where like it's it's such a the the phone thing where he's like he laughs and goes, that's actually hilarious I have used like, uh, I'm not a big like user of gifts yeah. but I have used that gif of him looking at his phone and going yeah, that's actually hilarious <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah there's uh, I do enjoy him in that I enjoy him in, in a lot I'm excited to see uh, despite you talking about like sort of the, the politics of it and just the way it executes them that cast is so good yeah, uh, look, I, I'm excited to see it Knives Out is a very enjoyable movie I have I have some reservations about it but I'm not gonna yeah try and rain on people's parade it's a yeah. really well crafted really fun movie I saw a trailer the other day and I and it's Tony Collette saying like like I saw a tweet about an article about you. You're yeah. famous, and yeah. like, and I, I had heard that line before, but I think I had it didn't retain that she's ta- she's not referencing the article. No, well, yeah, that I yeah. mean, that, not to give I mean, this isn't plot, but that that New Yorker article that she's referencing is like a running gag in the movie because oh, okay. ja- like Jamie Lee Curtis references the article. Tony Clark references the tweet about the article. And then at one point, I think we actually see the New Yorker issue like at Chris Evans apartment or something, something like, like hmm. it, the, this, this particular article keeps coming up. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. You know, this is going to probably sound mean. Fuck star Wars fans. Um, because <laughs> all of them. Okay, fine. Sorry. Many of them. The the way they treated poor Ryan Johnson yeah. for Last Jedi, a movie that is not perfect, but he was really trying to do something there, and he was taking a lot of risks, and people have joked at the idea of like subverting expectation. That's not necessarily a good in and of itself, unless, of course, you're to the eighth or ninth movie in a series, in which case there's some value to that, uh, and I think he yeah. does it really well, and Star Wars... And I think my... Uh Sometimes I wish that I could like wait a year or two before I had to review a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, I didn't review the last Jedi. Did I? You did. I did. You did. Yeah. Um, but I probably would have been harder on it at the time. And I realized over time, my problems with it, that there are like plot lines that just are wheel spinning sure. uh, uh, is basically my main problem with it. Aren't the things I think about. And when I think of the last Jedi now, I think yeah. of all the stuff that I love about it. Yeah. And how fun and, it is. And the way star Wars fans responded to it, it, clearly they just, they don't say, they don't put it quite like this. Although I guess some of them did. Um, but it could bo- just be boiled down to like, give us more of what we want. <laughs> and give us more of what we're familiar with over and over until we die. That's what we want. But of course, if you do that, because there are still some Star Wars fans that complain that Force Awakens was just a reboot of, of New Hope. And like they say they want I say they any fandom is going to say they want something they they want some variety. They want some something to be kind of fresh. But if you actually do that or ex, or attempt to explore at all 
the the ramifications thematic thematically or artistically of this world of this franchise they can't turn on you fast enough and no, then I, the studio goes running back to jj abrams uh and again i liked force awakens quite a bit so i'm not opposed to that but like they said like we need someone to course correct and get us back to what we always want in fact let's overcorrect and get fucking palpatine back you know uh yeah i don't know who that is oh that's the emperor <laughs> okay um it just seems my, like such a waste um but i do think there's a certain kind of star wars fan um a very vocal star wars fan who will never be happy with any Star Wars sequel that didn't come out in 1986. That's, that's what they want. That's, that's the what they want yeah. in their head. They want the next movie yeah. after Jedi that doesn't exist. Right. They're, because in the end, we're all, when we talk about something that we grew up with, we aren't comparing these new movies or TV shows, whatever it is. We're not comparing them to the thing itself. We're comparing it to our feeling about that thing itself. And you're never really going to get that feeling back. You know, uh, you go back and look at Jedi. A lot of star star Wars fans have, and they, you know, that was a, a beloved film for a long time. And there are still star Wars fans who look back and be like, Oh, you know what? In retrospect, it wasn't as good as I remember. And it's like, yeah, it wasn't. And that's unfortunate, but that's also fine. Uh, Mm -hmm. but to require that everything be that, like, it's just, you got to look inward and recognize what, what do you want out of this? And if it's, and if it's some intangible thing, yeah, then you're not talking about the movie itself. You're talking about the role it played in your life. And if you are willing to let these new movies play a certain role in your life, they can they can create that feeling in you if you let them um, or you just give them a place, recognize what they are and move on. But when I look at something like Looper, which is not a perfect film, uh, Brick, which might be a perfect film, um, and then even stuff like Knives Out, like Ryan Johnson is a thoughtful detail oriented director Mm. who's who is interested in exploring the genres the genres in which he works and that's what he tried to do with uh, last jedi and i think he does explore some stuff that i liked quite a bit and uh of course that's just not acceptable um anyway okay sorry are there any uh big star wars staircases i can't think of any i feel like there would have to be right i don't know they just i guess it's all elevators with them. big elevators or they just jump down shafts and yeah, shoots yeah. and yeah or, you know, they use like a, a transporter or whatever. <laughs> it's Star Trek. I know. Oh, anyway, see, I'm, um, I'm so, so dumb. I wanted to mention uh, there's, a, there's a narrow reason. staircase in Lord of the Rings that I really love. And it's the staircase that leads you right into the uh, lair of the giant spider. Uh, but there is a film. So, so far, many of these have been genre movies, of course. Uh, but I did want to mention a film and I'm fine to actually end with this. We also um, before, cause I, I don't think you're going to mention Laurel and Hardy, the music box, but, uh, oh, that's, that's what I was going to end on. <laughs> yeah. It didn't seem like you were, I've never actually seen it. Oh, okay. I, but I've seen Los Angeles plays itself so many times that I feel like I've <laughs> most, cause he shows large chunks of the, okay. of that. Uh, but I don't know if the music box is considered iconic outside of the fact that it's those stairs are still here, still here in Los Angeles and you can go visit sure. them. I feel like it's, 
to Angelinos, it's a big deal, but I don't know that the music box is some beloved uh, Lauren Hardy short. Not that I'm aware of, no. Yeah. But, um, hey. and, I, and there are a couple movies that I didn't mention on here, like the, the Tim Burton Batman, there's a climb, climbing I, stairs and all that kind of thing. I didn't mention the very end of the first Born movie when he uh, jumps down the center of oh, the yes, stairs yes. on a, like a dead body. And, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, and then there's a, a f- Willy Wonka does a fun little bit with stairs and Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory where he's walking, uh, like all the group, they're walking down these stairs and then he, but he doesn't let them go past him. So he uses his cane to like block them, but he keeps trying to fake them out. Uh, it's a, it's a, it, I feel like it's <laughs> had a to have performance. Yeah. I feel like it um, had to have started with Gene Wilder. Oh, we uh, didn't mention the people under the stairs, the Wes Craven movie. Yeah. I thought you were going to, when you mentioned Harry Potter, uh, like when you were, that was, I thought that's where oh, you were yeah. headed next. Uh, but I actually haven't seen that film. Oh, but um, that has like, uh, uh, like, a trick staircase where they can like oh of course turn it down and it turns into a slide essentially to keep people from being able to get out of the basement that sounds kind of terrifying it's not a scary movie i know but the concept of that sounds terrifying um so the film i actually wanted to end on was uh, john cassavetti's faces which ends uh on a little staircase where this husband and wife who Mm. Both are miserable and don't seem to be that uh, interested in keeping the marriage going. They have this argument and then they uh, wind up sitting on these stairs in their home uh, and trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And then they decide to just kind of get back into their routine and just sort of get back to it. And they are walking and we just stay on this staircase and they're just kind of walking up and down the stairs, just getting, getting the house ready, cleaning up that kind of thing. Uh, and it's a nice, it's a nice moment. And, and it goes back to what you were saying about like, there's public, there's private, and they can also be a very domestic space. Um, mm-hmm. and so like when I think about what stairs could represent, um, in film or in uh, in any kind of art, uh, it is like the more I thought of it, I was like, why are there so many stair sequences? And I thought like, well, they're a, a huge part of life, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but because they're just like, yeah, the stairs are the things that you have to. They're in between the, the places you're going, you know, they're a, a means of conveyance, but they don't even actually get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but they're such a big part of our of our lives and in, in their own way, as strange as that may sound. Um, and and actually, I didn't mention this before. The movie I will end on is uh, The Maltese Falcon, which has a really interesting moment there at the end and in pure metaphorical fashion and, and good and uh, some film noir uh sensibilities uh at the end uh bridget o'shaughnessy has been uh arrested by the cops and she gets in the elevator and goes and she goes down as sam spade takes the stairs and it's Mm. this idea of look they're both going to hell but she'll get there sooner (laughs) um that kind of thing so that's a very very film noir idea well uh, I don't have a movie to end on, but I will uh, mention as a public service announcement, um, escalators, stand to the right, walk to the left. I don't know sure. why everyone can't just get this. Because <laughs> I take uh, public transit I sometimes to the, I, I get off at the Wilshire, Vermont stop. I don't know if you've ever been at that uh, subway stop, but it's when you're on the southbound train, you're 
way underground. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to the surface, it's a long yes. way up. And I like to walk up the escalator. It gets you there faster. But then he gets stuck behind some asshole who's just like hanging out yeah. on the escalator. It's like, it would have been faster if I took the stairs. Anyway, that cool. would have been a nice a nice scene in Rain Man where the two of them are standing there. And behind them, you see a guy just like, uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the reveal, but I've got somewhere to be. All right. Um, you can find us at battleshippretension.com. You can email us at david at battleshippretension.com or tyler at battleshippretension.com. I'm on Twitter at Davy Pretension. I've got uh, reviews up this week. Uh, assuming that I've done it by the time you hear this, I should have reviews up of uh, The Kingmaker, Harriet, and The Irishman. Um, Tyler, you're on Twitter at Tyler Pretension. Do you have anything to plug right now? Uh, let's see. So I, by the time this goes up, uh, I will. there will be a review of Night of the Creeps uh, available at BattleshipPretension.com. And then um, I think that... I think that is it. There is a review, not by me, but there's a review of the film Harriet over at more than one lesson.com. And, uh, I think that is, I think that's it for me. And then of course the Patreon is back now. Um, not that it ever went away, but, right. uh, we, if you were a Patreon subscriber in August, you got your or August, October, you got all your October episodes up front, except for one. We chimed in at the end, very end of October here with a, with a new episode in which we, uh, taste test the IHOP Adams family menu. Um, which is, I'm glad we're putting it up at a time when it's, it's already over. By the time you, it was just through October, so yeah. uh, uh, you can't get it anymore. Yeah, but um, if you want to get a sense of what it was, sorry, you're going to have to go the Admiral route, and uh, and I, so that you can see, you can see just yeah. how. What are we calling it? Is it violet or indigo? Violet, violet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just how uh, violet. Yeah. Everything was. Yeah. I would say violently violet. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's this week's Patreon episode. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. This program is a proud member of the Battleship Pretension Fleet. 